it is not even apples and oranges <laughs> in like the mental load and the amount of energy that it takes to hold those roles and switch between those roles. It is like apples and fucking, I don't even know, cucumbers. <laughs> it is so different. Welcome to the Both and Motherhood podcast, where we honor the duality of being called to both making a massive impact and income through your business and really deep present motherhood. I'm your host, Kim Filippo, and I'm a mom to two amazing boys and a business coach for other female identifying humans who are or desire to become mothers who are ready to start stepping into the life that they feel called to live and embody this duality of being called to both. I'm so glad you're here. You ready? Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Both and Motherhood podcast. I'm giggling to myself because I just recorded the first couple of minutes of this episode with the microphone on mute. Thankfully, I didn't record the whole thing <laughs> before I double checked. So anyway, I'm so, so excited that you're here with me. I'm so excited to record this episode. So something that's been new going on in my life inspired me to record this episode for you because I think it's really resonant for other mom business owners. So for context, if you've listened to the first couple of episodes or you know me and you're in my world, you know that at this point in my life, I am a single mom now to two boys. They're seven and nine. And I have had my kids since day one in my business. They were two and four when I started my business. So I deeply know the experience and what it feels like to be the full-time parent, to have littles at home, to be the default parent now, to be a single parent all the time, on all the time and run a business alongside of it. And single parenting is different, right? Some single parents have 50-50 custody and they have their kids half the time and half the time they're on their own. Our situation is different. We're more of like an 80-20. It's been though more like a 95-5 for various reasons. And I've been single parenting now full-time every night, them with me. They just see that, you know, they go to their dad's a couple of days a week for afternoons, but they've spent every night with just me for the last almost seven months now. And last night was their first overnight with their dad since the divorce. So it was my first night and first morning alone at home with no kids. And it really brought up something for me that I wanted to share with you today because although I've had nights away from my kids before, I've, you know, traveled by myself for a VIP day where I was out of town or I've, you know, their their dad and I went on a vacation and, you know, we traveled as well. But this was my really my first night, especially by myself at this point in the game at home without kids. And the juxtaposition of that is really what I wanted to talk about today because I think that it's so easy for us as mom entrepreneurs to compare ourselves online. I think everybody compares themselves, honestly. It's not just mom entrepreneurs, but we we all compare ourselves online. Comparisonitis is a huge thing. And what I'm talking about today is I'm talking about you and I'm talking about me who are running a business with kids at home, probably small kids or small-ish like mine. (laughs) Although I can go into, there's a whole, you know, there are lots of flavors of mom entrepreneurs. 
And I do want to caution that like when you see other people online sharing things feeling and feeling like you're going too slow, I know I felt this before often and my clients have struggled with this and I swear you're trying your damnedest <laughs> to do all the things, to be the mother that you want to be, the present mother you want to be, to run the business that you want to run. And it feels like it's going so fucking slow. <laughs> and especially compared to what it seems like you're seeing everybody else online. When you go on social media to market your business, it can really feel like, gosh, like, how'd she get this much money last month? Or how is she? Get, why is she getting clients? And I'm not getting clients. And I feel like I'm burning the candle at both ends, maybe it's me. But I want to tell you, one, we want to be really careful when we catch that comparisonitis bug to make sure that we're actually comparing apples to apples, for one. And we're usually not because you don't know the whole situation. We don't know the whole situation of the other person online, right? But even so, as much as you can know, I want to caution you against specifically comparing yourself to other moms online because there are different flavors of motherhood, right? If you've got two kids and she's got one kid, that's different. If you've got four kids and somebody else has two kids, that's different. If you're the default parent and you have little to no childcare by choice or circumstance and somebody else has a nanny that comes over to their house and spends most of the day with them, that's a different situation, right? Or somebody else has daycare or The other mom you see online has a partner who is really happy to be the stay-at-home dad and does most of the household stuff and the kids' stuff, and they're working 40 hours a week. You know, there's so many different flavors. But I think even bigger is that you see a lot of women online who don't have kids yet, and it seems like they're going so fucking fast. And they all struggle with the same mindset stuff we do, I promise you. But having this morning where I didn't have the kids with me, it was such a massive shift and change that I had to come in and make this episode for you to shine a light on how different it is and how fucking awesome you are (laughs) to be even doing what you're doing. So here's my experience. Yours might be different. Most days, my kids wake up early, usually like between five and six in the morning. They go to bed early too. They always have. We're like early to bed, early to rise people. But they wake up early. And whether they wake up early or wake up late, sometimes they're up at four or four thirty. <laughs> whether they wake up early or they wake up late, kids are fucking on most of the time from the moment they wake up. Yes, if you've got older children, that might be different now. I hear at some point in adolescence that they start to sleep in longer and don't want to wake up and bounce off the walls at 5 a.m. We'll see what happens with my kids. (laughs) But they're on, which means you've got to be on. And you're in mother role. But you're also trying to be in your own self role at that time and just wake up and function. And maybe you're feeling creative or you want to exercise or meditate or do whatever or sleep in and you've got to shift. You've got to put that to the side and, you know, or maybe try and do both and be in mom mode because they need you. They need your attention. I know mine do. And then, you know, I've got one year open, you know, so I can help 
them manage their emotions when they inevitably start fighting. It's making sure that they're on routine and getting them ready for school and helping them with transitions between activities in the morning and getting dressed and getting to school. It's packing or organizing lunch. It's take dropping them off. And even on a wonderful morning and even when I get up early before them, which I do personally usually do because I'm a morning person and if I have even a little bit of time to think and have some coffee before they get up, I show up so much better as a mom. But even when I do, it's still mentally draining. And by the time I drop them off from at school, so basically from when they wake up to from, you know, 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, And I'm going to put a little aside here that even when I wake up before them, it's not completely relaxed because you never know. Is this going to be a 30-minute time to myself? Is this going to be an hour? Is it? Are they going to wake up in five minutes? So you always have like one ear open and like mentally not, not as spacious, at least for me. And by the time I drop them off at school and get back home, it's about eight o'clock in the morning. And as much as I love my business and I love my work and I now have the spaciousness of living alone other than my kids, it's me and my kids, it takes me some time to shift and to transition from the hustle and bustle of the morning routine to getting into the mindset of creation and work and I don't often just switch really easily from dropping them off to like, all right, it's work mode. Here we go. You know, making content, making reels, you know, writing emails, doing all the things. It takes me some time. Sometimes it takes me a good hour at least to like take some breaths, sit down, shift the energy. Maybe I'm shaking. Maybe I'm journaling. By shaking, I mean like um, it's like a, a somatic practice that helps with nervous system regulation. Maybe I do some yoga. Maybe I have to dive right into something or a call. But I feel like it takes me a good hour, sometimes more if it was a rough morning for me to shift and like be ready to go. And then getting close to the time of picking them up from school, it's the same. It's the shift, right? So I'm going to talk about that separately from the morning because I had the morning and I had the evening yesterday too without the kids. So mornings alone, I think, are a huge difference. So this morning, I did happen to wake up at five o'clock. My kids woke up at their dad's at 447 and messaged me good morning, which was so sweet. But I woke up at five anyway. Like I said, I'm an early to bed, early riser usually. I woke up at five. And I will tell you the time from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. It is 8.32 a.m. right now. And I am recording a podcast and I feel fucking lit up. I have like I would not be doing this with this energy on a normal day. Between five and eight o'clock, the difference in having this morning by myself without kids and kid responsibilities was so massive, it's really hard to explain. And it feels so different than even before kids because before kids, I was in a relationship and I was in a corporate job. And like I've never lived the experience of having my own business, being an entrepreneur online, working from home before kids. And 
it felt so spacious because I didn't have to roll shift. I was just me. And I woke up feeling so excited, like so pumped to work. Like, oh, I get to have coffee. And like, I did a nice long 40-minute like, yoga session. A little bit of my body was still freaking out during that of like, it, it's still used to like, okay, we have, you know, we have to move on with things. And I had to re- reassure my nervous system that I had the time, but it was like a 40 minute yoga session. I journaled. I even cleaned a little bit because I was like, oh my gosh, look at all this shit on the floor while I was trying to yoga, trying to do yoga. And I did some work on, um, poked around a little bit on the website to get stuff for the podcast up. And I was like, I had like Four ideas for a fucking podcast episode this morning. And I was just like, damn. Like, I knew, I knew intuitively, just even from the shift of like having kids at home and trying to work to having them at school and trying to work is a huge shift. But if you're comparing yourself to somebody who does not yet have kids, it is not even apples and oranges <laughs> in like the mental load. And the amount of energy that it takes to hold those roles and switch between those roles, it is like apples and fucking, I don't even know, cucumbers. Like It is so different. It is so different. So even if they only work the same number of hours that you do, like if, you know, it's an entrepreneur who now only works four hours a day, four hours a day when you have woken up and taken your time in the morning and like, been able to just be in one role or maybe two, maybe from like partner to CEO or partner to, you know, content creator, partner to self or whatever. It is massively different than holding stay-at-home motherhood and entrepreneurship. So please try and let the comparison go. On the other side of the day, And this is even like I have my kids in public school. They're in school. Now, I know that they're at school and I know that now I'm back on duty technically. And I know they had a sore throat yesterday. So they could I could get a call from the school anytime today saying they don't feel good. I need to pick them up. So there's always that part of my brain. Even when I'm working, that's like got to be prepared that potentially things could shift. Right. And when I get to the end of the workday, on a normal day, I pick them up at two-ish. Like, I usually leave my house at two. So I usually, by like 1.30, start feeling the transition and wanting to make sure that I wrap up loose ends and get things done. Because I know from experience that rushing and rushing and rushing and like working right up until the very last second that I go pick them up does not feel good for me. And I do not show up as a good present mother afterwards. So I need some transition time myself. But I'm even like starting to feel a little bit anxious by like 1.30, sometimes even 1 of like, okay, how much time do I have? Can I get this done before I go get the kids? What should I do? And then when I pick up the kids, my choice is that I'm in present motherhood after school by and large. Sometimes I can sneak something in if they happen to be doing something where they're occupied and actually don't want my attention at that moment. Sometimes I can squeeze something in, but most of the time, even if they're occupied and they're playing while they do, they'll want to say, mom, 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 look at this. Mom, read this. They've been um, writing a story on Google Docs on their Chromebooks lately. It's so fucking cute. 
and they want me to read like every chapter that they write. It's so cute. And that means that essentially (laughs) the way that I'm a mother, and if you're here, I take it you can resonate with this. Pretty much all work is off the table from two o'clock until bedtime. Now, certain things like checking in with my clients, that actually doesn't, it doesn't take the same creative spaces like writing content or, you know, trying to look at, you know, bookkeeping or something like that. That's different. And I, I can do that if I choose, like in those moments where they are occupied and I have some time or even after they go to bed. But then there's the making dinner and the witching hour. If you know, you know, right? And transitions to bedtime and then bedtime. And because I'm an early to bed, early to rise person, I honestly have not a lot of mental space left by the time I get to bed, even though they're usually in bed and I'm done with that by 7-ish, 7.30. I'm fucking done (laughs) mentally. Like I said, except for, you know, checking in with my coaching clients in um, Boxer and stuff that or like responding to some DMs and things that like are communicative that feels fun for me. And I can usually do that. I usually have the capacity for that. But anything that takes a lot of like a creative work out the window at that point, even like trying to edit a podcast or something or do some like done for you work, I found that if I work late at night, I have a hard time sleeping. <laughs> so I generally don't. Because I know that I'm going to be getting up early again in the morning so that I can have some time for myself before they wake up and the transition. And I am, you know, spending time that I love spending with them, but just preparing for the transitions between activities, between roles, all the things, right? Whereas last night, I picked the kids up from school. I dropped them off at their dad's. And then I knew that I had all afternoon and all night and the morning and until after school today by myself. So I was able to give myself some time and do some creative work, like edit this podcast, <laughs> the first episodes. And I ordered myself dinner in and I chose to stay up late working on editing because I knew that if I stayed up late, I could also sleep in a little bit more in the morning and have a slower transition. And I really enjoyed it. I had so much fun. I miss my kids, of course, but I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed the time by myself. And it's just, yeah. So I just had to share those reflections because it's so different. And the reality is growth in my business is slower than a lot of my peers. I'm in a mastermind that I love. And none of the other women in my pod have kids. My coach doesn't have kids There are other women in the mastermind that do have kids, but not very many out of like close to 30. I think there's maybe three or four of us at this point with kids. But in my small group, there's nobody else with kids. And I find myself getting caught up in like, it's going so fucking slow, (laughs) this like rebirth phase of my business. But I always come back to grace. I remember myself before having kids and I thought I knew what it was going to be like having kids and I give them grace too for being like, you're letting this drop or, you know, you just need to post more. You just need to do this because I was just as clueless 
before I had my kids. God, girl, like, I think back to when I was a pediatric PA before I had my kids. The things that I said and things I counseled parents on make me cringe at this point after having my own kids who were shitty sleepers and my own motherhood, which is very much hands-on and, um, yeah, just different than taught in textbooks. And I was like, oh, girl. And the things that I thought, like, before I had kids, even when I was pregnant with my first, I had all these ideas about what pregnancy was going to be like, about what having a baby was going to be like. And my best friend at the time was getting married a few months after I was due to have Isaac. And I was married at this point. I was technically pregnant when I got married. And I was married at this point. But so I knew I had a partner. And, you know, I was the I was the maid of honor. (laughs) And I'm going to plan this bachelorette party and I'll just leave the baby with my then husband and they can go out of town for a couple of days. I'll leave some bottles, you know, I'll pump and leave some bottles and, you know, I'll go have a good time, go wine tasting with my friends and then I'll come back and, you know, mom, it's going to be great. Girl, that is not what happened. (laughs) Let me fucking tell you. Oh, God. Um, I didn't end up going or planning the bachelorette party, which I felt bad about. But also, my child did not want to be away from my boobs at all. (laughs) And I couldn't stand to, like, hear him cry like that. And I was like, I can't bring a baby. I I just, no, no, that's not going to work that way. So anyway, side story. I just, like I said, I have a lot of grace for my coaches and peers now and in the past who don't have kids and don't quite get it. And this is one of the reasons that I really love coaching women with kids because I think it is so valuable to be coached by somebody that really gets it. And I love being that (laughs) for someone. My very first coach had one kid and was wonderful about motherhood, but also it was a different situation than mine. So I guess my point is I still find myself comparing and feeling like it's going so fucking slow and I give myself loads of grace because this is my choice and I come back to choice. So I can, I invite you if you're caught in that, here's what I do and here's what I invite you to do. So what I do is I catch the thought, I get back in my body, I come back to choice, right? I get to work from home around my babies who are not so babies anymore. I get to do work that lights me up. I get to work with the most amazing people. I get to support my family with work that lights me up, doing it at home in whatever I want to (laughs) wear around my kids, next to my kids. I can take days off now with, you know, without guilt like I did in medicine where I was like horrible guilt when I had to take a day off. I can work lighter during holidays. I can choose to work lighter during holidays. I choose to work less when they're home. I get to choose to be super present with them after school and pick them up from school and go on field trips and volunteer in their classrooms and be around on the weekends. And that's my choice. And so part of it is acceptance. Yeah, that means that I, you know, there's only so much 
time of the day, right? It comes down to for everything you say yes to, you have to say no to something else. But for everything you say no to, you get to say yes to something else. So my choice, this is not have to be everybody's choice, but if you're here on this podcast, I take it you have a similar choices. My choice is by saying yes to lots of present time as a stay-at-home mom, that means I have to say no to faster growth in my business at certain phases. And I'm okay with that. I still want lots more. I still have lots of big goals in my business for wealth building for my family. And it's going to take what time it takes. And we still get to have massive impact and massive wealth, even on part-time hours. Just sometimes it's slower than maybe we'd like, or maybe it seems like other people are going. So if this resonated with you, I'd love it if you'd send me a DM and let me know. If you're struggling with this balance of holding both presence and profit, and you love some support, you'd love my eyes on your business, I want you to click the link in the show notes and book a free call with me because I know you have so much mental load on your plate and I'd love to help take some of that off for you. So in 45 minutes, we'll have a one-on-one call and I'm going to go over things. I'm going to ask you lots of questions. You're going to tell me about your business and your family and like all the things and what your goals are and what you're struggling with and where you want to go. And I'm going to help you identify where energy might be leaking. I'm going to help you identify clarity on like what to focus on next so that you can like get that presence and profit that you really want and deserve so that you don't have to spend that mental energy figuring that out yourself. If you have any questions or you're not sure if that's for you, please send me a DM. Link to Instagram is also in the show notes. So all that to say, I just want to remind you that I see you if you're finding yourself comparing, if you feel discouraged some days if you know that you're choosing this and that you want both but it still feels hard that is normal and I feel that too and I want to normalize that and witness you in it and I want to invite you to give yourself lots and lots of grace because you're doing fucking amazing all right mama I will see you next week love you Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, it would mean the world to me if you'd share it with a friend and leave a rating or review for me in Apple Podcasts or Spotify so more mamas can find this podcast. Make sure you hit that follow button in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. See you next week. Love ya.